What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another Fan Outs Table Edition of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode are the usual suspects, Robert D. Felice. Oh, we're in your house, Tony. You are? Shit. Well, how come the sound isn't echoing weird? Because, uh, uh, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Calla Wiggins, are you also in my house? Are you the one calling on the No, line it's social distancing time. time. <laughs> I can't even fit in your house with like Barry sitting there in the corner. Ah, man, Taking that elephant the in the room taking up too much space. <laughs> Speaking of elephants, Mabel's in this card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we're doing here, if you haven't been able to figure it out already by the title and all the other kind of things that go along with this uh, description is we are watching the first ever In Your House event. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the 25th anniversary of the show, May 14th, two thousand. Uh, 20 was the 25th anniversary, so uh, they uh, went ahead and they announced that NXT TakeOver In Your House is coming up next week, and we're going to do our predictions for that show when the time comes around, you know, a week from now, and we start getting into the preview for that show, but we figured, you know what, to kind of get ourselves a little bit in the In Your House mood and to just do something that we would really never get another chance to do without it seeming strange, go back and look at this, you know, uh, Rob and I have a little bit more of a fondness for this sort of era than Callum does. Callum's not really looking forward to this card. I haven't looked at the card yet, so I'm not even sure what it is. I know it's Diesel and Sid, and I don't know what else is on the card. Um, hopefully that's a good thing, and like, whoa, surprise, and not like, oh, God. <laughs> no, like, Box uh, of chocolates, Tony. It might be uh, all over the place, I don't know, but... Um, what we're going to do here is the th same stuff that we normally do. If you're unfamiliar with the fans table, this is how it works. We're going to be watching that on the WWE Network, so that's the best way for you to make sure that you've got the same side of uh, setup that we do. We can't provide you the video in this uh, YouTube space because that's a copyright infringement, but we can tell you when we get started, and then you can sync up your time code with us and then watch along and, you know, listen to us BS and kind of, you know, shoot the shit and whatever else we end up doing. Uh, thankfully, this time around, since we're starting at the beginning of this, we don't even have a time code that's specific that you have to get into. It's not like one hour and 40 minutes and whatever seconds. It's just all zeros, just the very beginning. It's going to start off with the the World Wrestling Federation, uh, what the world is watching, or whichever one they end up doing at this point. And uh, I think it might be like um, the over 50 years, the revolutionary sports uh, force in sports entertainment. It might be that one. That is correct. Okay, that good. Correct. It's around this hour, so I figured it might be. Um. So yeah, that's how it's going to go. Uh, again, I will tell you three, two, one, play, and then you hit the play button on either your internet version of the network or the app or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you even have like a YouTube stream or you have like the DVD of it or something like that. So it might not necessarily work 100%, but more than likely you're listening to this on a network as well. Uh, I recommend that you lower the volume of the actual event so you can hear us a little bit better. But if you want to put one in one ear, one in the other ear, whatever you know it's up to you so we will get down uh with that and kind of do our usual stuff so make sure that you've got everything ready and that you are prepared you're at all of the zeros right now because we're going to get started in three two one play for over 50 years the revolutionaries yeah okay i always like this but it felt ominous that background stuff 
yeah, it is pretty ominous. It's 1995 WWF. It's like, <laughs> are you sure you want to watch this? I'm, I'm surprised that sort of uh, like disclaimer warning isn't coming up on the screen. That's like, are you sure you want to watch this? Are you sure? <laughs> it's got Sid in the main event. Are you sure you're going to watch this? Yeah, it's got me a ball and mouth. <laughs> What? <laughs> big Daddy calls it in your face. Where the big boys play. <laughs> Look at the adjective house. <laughs> oh my god, the second like the, the like the second biggest match on this card they're promoting is Owen Hart and Yakuza against the smoking guns. Billy Gum with that what? mustache. Oh, there's razors. That's good. Oh, I like the the razor and Jeff Jarrett That was good. This is supposed to be um, Razor and the Kid against uh, Road Dog and Jarrett, but Kid gets injured because he's Xbox and he gets injured. <laughs> oh my god. Adam Bob. Wow. Against Mabel. <laughs> eh. Hey, Bret Hart. At least we'll have some good resting on this guy. Did you see fighting backwards? I know Hakushi. I've always wanted to watch more of Hakushi stuff. It always strikes me as like he's one of the litany of WWE uh, wrestlers from uh, Japan that just uh, got gimmicked so badly to high heaven, despite the fact that he was just a good worker. I forgot about this house giveaway. Oh, oh. yeah, they used to give the house away, didn't they? That's what they did for the first one. Fun fact, my family tried to enter this. They lost. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they tried. This was that so, song I was trying to say, think of before. Uh, the Remember Man I kept commentary. saying, like, isn't there one that just keeps saying in your house? That's the song. No. Uh, um, They have a few different in your house songs. Every time I brought it up, it was like that. Only, the only one I could find out uh, was the one that oh, was, was the one Doc Hendricks. Doc Hendricks was the one that's like we're in your house or something like that. But this was that that like, huh? Oh, it's Mother's Day Sunday. They're gonna refer to it as that. It's in your mom's house. Why is his name <laughs> Doc like that? Of all things, like it's uh, Doc Martin, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's just right. Like, the name's not already that bad enough. In your house is in your face. The one Kevin Nash fan in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? It's uh, it's Hakushi. <laughs> That's not well. Like Hakushi's behind them, but who is this dude? I don't remember this guy. He's, he's putting on white. Shinja. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't last very long. I do remember loving Hakushi's theme and thinking that that was really cool. Doesn't Brett, for all of these, come through the front door of the house? Uh, I don't remember that detail at all. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll find out soon. All I remember is uh, Sean dancing on the top. What was J.R. when he was uh, just a um? Play by play. When he was just the interviewer guy. Interview, yeah. yeah, interview guy. Oh, he missed. <laughs> <laughs> But those guys that those guys in the crowd that really impressed by them. I didn't know Mordecai was here in like two thousand and ninety five. 
So rumor has it that they saw Hakushi's gimmick and thought, oh, this would be a fun guy for The Undertaker to fight. And then they got there and he was kind of short, so they didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> that sounds like Hyde Vance and all over here. Is that why Hayden Vance Some people don't learn. too short? He does eventually fight Taker, but he fights him in Japan. It must take an ages to put all those um those fake tattoos on his face. Maybe they just have like a stencil. They just kind of like airbrush it on. <laughs> yeah, they just have a stencil and then just spray yeah. like black paint over the top of it. It's 95, they don't know, but that's bad for you. I like how the background here is just sound padding. Yeah. Okay, so like, what do we do with that... this? Just slap the logo on top. So building up the fact that Hakushi's been uh, undefeated so far. Look at Quite the mullet. Gills, so yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> wicked mullet are going on right now. <laughs> I mean, they had the music doesn't... far too early to rib him. He's clearly nowhere near done with his promo and they just hit his music. <laughs> Was he checking his oh, he signed the glasses. I guess he always did that to give it to the kids. My buddy Why? Brett Sorry. has uh, a pair of Brett's glasses, and he um, decided to wipe off the uh, autograph. <laughs> it's like, why? Why? Yeah. I think before we start this, it might be like worth just... Uh... Talking a little bit about how the In Your House pay-per-view itself ever came about. So, yes. so In Your House was essentially WWE's response to the fact that WCW had expanded their pay-per-view schedule in 95. I think in 95, WCW was doing about nine pay-per-views a year. And so WWE only had, uh, I guess it was five at the time. Five. Point. Yeah, the SummerSlam, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, uh... Royal Rumble and Survivor Series. And so the In Your House ones were going to be two-hour specials that took place every month there wasn't a major pay-per-view. To, I think they were offered at a significantly lower price. They are probably about half price. I yeah, think. these were like 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, so it was just a way to try to supplement their income. And to be fair, there's a good argument to be made that this, it sustained the company and kept them afloat for quite a while during this point of really significant decline for the company. And if you think about it, the legacy of that becomes just the standard that there's always a pay-per-view once a month. Nowadays, it's more than once a month. Sometimes we get like three or four a month, it seems. And it kind of sets up the idea of B-level events because... It used to be, you know, Survivor Series, big deal. Royal Rumble, big deal. WrestleMania, biggest deal of the whole time. SummerSlam, okay, it's been a couple months. Let's do another big thing. King of the Ring, big tournament. And then it starts going, well, the in your house thing doesn't really need to have as many big matches. And then you get something like Backlash, for instance, or Vengeance, or Judgment Day, or whatever different ones that you've got. And some of those actually got started from TakeOver, uh, from TakeOver, uh, from in your house events. And then they kind of book them as if they're not as big of a deal. So you can get away with having rematches for stuff or like, uh, you know, maybe it's not every big person is on the card. And so there's, there's negatives that came along with that kind of booking philosophy too. But then again, 
we got a lot of great moments out of some of these things. The early in your house has also had dark matches. Like, uh, after the event goes off the air, The Undertaker's going to fight Kama. So don't leave the building just yet or, you know, purchase your ticket because you're going to get to see Undertaker fight Kama if you go to the On Center in Syracuse, even though the audience doesn't see The Undertaker on this card. My eyes were immediately drawn to the guy in the like second or third row in the ECW shirt. ECW shirt, yeah. The one who looks yeah. like Tollies. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Simon's dad. What the hell was that move? I don't know whether that was supposed to be like the float over clothesline that Undertaker does or some sort of shoulder block, but it was kind of a mix of both. Yeah. Shinji's got a very Ted DiBiase look to him. We'll see plenty of Ted DiBiase tonight as well. Oh, we sure will. He's with uh, Sid, right? Yes. I wonder how many don't... people have mullets in this crowd. Half. Also, just no- I'm just noticing close to the guy with the um the uh, uh, ECW shirt. There's someone with a UWA hat. I don't know if that's yeah. another wrestling. Is that not- that's another wrestling promotion, right? The United Wrestling Alliance. I would assume. But I'm not sure. Basically, just uh, loads of people that are here that would rather be at another show. <laughs> well, the guy in the East Coast shirt's probably one of those guys that just goes to every wrestling event in the area. Yeah, it's New York, so this yeah. is the the what is the arena? Um, Onondaga County War Memorial. What? It's Syracuse. It's it's Syracuse, New York. Yeah, never been. <laughs> never even it's just upstate. Region. It snows a lot over there. I used to live there. Ooh. What the hell was that? That was supposed to float over, and he he did not fl- he did not float over, so he just elbowed him in the face. Yeah, I was good. I was say, these two ever worked together before? This Probably not. Out, right? <laughs> it gets better. I didn't know Keith was wrestling tonight. This is this is this is not setting me up for even more enjoying this if Bret Hart's having a, sh- a stinker in the first in the opening <laughs> match. That might be even better then. So you couldn't do that nowadays because there's no crowd to warn in. That yeah, I was gonna say I appreciate that he listened to the audience. He's a he's a smart baby face. Although he just got a lot of throat thrusts. Not quite as impressive as Kane's one. Now cancer. Amazing. He's not on this card. I don't think he exists yet. Oh, he does. He's probably like... Uh... Well, no, I mean, <laughs> Isaac Yankum doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Just came out of nowhere, Kai. Just appeared from the ether. I always love that uh, front corner buckle that Bernhard takes. That's That's his signature bump. <laughs> For anybody confused, if you didn't watch the opening, he will be fighting Brett later in the show. That's kind of weird to book uh, Brett twice on this. The point being that Brett is the only guy on the roster who can actually do that, who takes such pride in wrestling that he'll wrestle twice and he'll wrestle anybody. We'll try to look up the roster at this time. 
Let's see. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, be five. Well, he's already done it in um like but they've already time, like, yeah. up a reputation of him being a um like a two time a night guy. Like, yeah, because he won King yeah. of the Ring, he did WrestleMania. He did Royal Rumble, I think, in ninety four as well. Jeez, he's done that a lot. What the hell? Let's see. According to this website, solely.org, you got Brooklyn Brawler, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Luke Williams. Okay. Uh, Butch Miller. Oh, I guess. Uh, oh, Luke and Butch. Yeah. yeah Butch Packers. Did not know him by Luke Williams. Undertaker, is- IRS, Tatanka, Owen Hart, Barry Horowitz, Fatu, uh, Razor Ramon, Bob Backlund, Yokozuna, Bam Bam Bigelow, Jerry Lawler, Lex Luger, Mabel and Moe, Barton Billy Gunn, One Two Three Kid, who's injured, Adam Bomb, who's on this card, Diesel, Jean Pierre Lafitte, Tom Pritchard, Jimmy Del Rey, Doink the Clown, the Phil Apollo version, Elijah Blaze, Jeff Jarrett, Quang is around at this time, Spark Plug, Bob Holly, Duke the Dumpster Drossy, British Bulldog, King Kong Bundy, Aldo Montoya, Akushi, Henry Godwin, Skip, Luis Piccoli, Man Mountain Rock. I'm glad that, uh, all right, I mean, he might be on the card. I don't know. Um, the Roadie, Jacob and Eli Blue, Sid, Bertha Faye, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Chad Fortune, and Eric Watts. You got some really good people on this, but you got some stinkers. It'll be good to have like, uh, Quang is no, is no longer a thing after this show, as well. See you later in the evening. Bob Holly's like a reliable hand, you know. Henry Godwin had some decent moments here and there. Always good to oh, see. Uh, never say that. Okay. Always good to see Tim White refereeing as well. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to say. Something I'll probably know on this card that I won't know on any other card will be the names of all the referees because they used to actually tell you. Oh, the classic very breathless man. Uh, Vince man, high pitched like <clears throat> you can tell like he's like he's like pulling away from like you can tell that like in his position he's just like pulling away from the microphone when he's doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think Hakushi's the hill. They're, they're not really they're go. being quite subtle about it. At some point, we're going to go from the to the. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if we should have started a counter of how many times he goes. One, two, he's got him now. No, no, no. Only two. (laughs) Although he's much worse when it comes to the Royal Rumbles. He's pretty much like, that's it. He's out. He's been eliminated. He's gone. He's whatever. And he's still just like very barely dangling. (laughs) Like, but I always wonder, like, if that's what he wants from his announcers today. Did like, does he want that? Like, yeah, that's it. That's it. No, only two. Oh, that handspring elbow into the corner. I thought, uh, I thought Kelly Kelly made that make sense. <laughs> show, she might not have made it, but she perfected it, pal. It's amazing that, like, he was inspired by Kelly Kelly just uh, like, <laughs> several years before she even debuted. How old would she be at this point? Like nine, like. No, she was a. Uh, well, how? How? Yeah, how old was she when? She, so she she joined WWE. She was, when she was nineteen when she started in two thousand six. Yeah, she was born so she in nineteen eighty seven. She would have been eight. Yeah, about eight at this time. 
I mean, for context, like she's eight. I'm eight at this point too. <laughs> so to me, this is I'm just two. Like... <laughs> he's got him. He's gonna hit the move, and then it's gonna be the end of it. Oh, he hit the headbutt. Oh my God, it's over. He already pinned him. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. One, two, three, count of three. He got him. It's like he hasn't even gone down for the three count yet. Very good balance by Kikuchi though on the top right there. I'm also also looking at one of the guys in the front row that hasn't uncrossed his arms since the show started. Really? <laughs> Where's that guy? At? He's really into that prank pose. Yeah, it's the, it's the one in the um. In No Mercy, yeah. Oh, who's that dropping out the sky? <laughs> Brett can't do the the nip up, but he can do that. <laughs> but he he has, he has he's unhooked his arms. He must be excited that Brett Hart's now in control. <laughs> so fun fact: nineteen ninety five was the last year that Brett works the full year. And if you look at this year, it's a weird mix of people. Like, he's fighting two guys tonight. He fights a dentist at SummerSlam, a pirate the month after. So it's not the greatest last year for Brett, but it's the last full year of Bret Hart. At least he gets to end it as WWF champion. So He does. And his last two matches are fantastic with Diesel and uh, Bulldog. Always like this. Yeah, he did that. Better than most. Did, did like people really do that move that often? <laughs> like I, I can't ever really. Put it's that him and that. Austin. Yeah, him and Austin were the only two I can think of, and he did it better than Austin. Austin did a little middle finger thing every once in a while with it. Why? Why but... shouldn't you? Well, he's a heel. He's doing. He's doing what managers do. This is a time where managers are basically everywhere. That's right. Dastardly heels. How are they allowed to do that? Come on, ref. Oh, wow, what a sell. sell on that clothesline. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was thinking of selling. What's that guy? Um, yeah, I was out wondering about that. <laughs> it's like pamphlet. Whatever it is, I want it. <laughs> I was trying to read that sign in the crowd, too. It looked like it said, get the slammies. It might have said something else. Are they giving cotton candy? Snow cones? I remember seeing a sign earlier where someone said, uh, Bob Holly can't drive a go-kart. I <laughs> <laughs> caught my eye for a little bit. He's past Thurman Plug at this point. Yeah, he's no, he's past Thurman Plug. He's past Sparky Plug. He's just Bob Holly. That was. I mean, <laughs> that that's not the worst we've seen. <laughs> that wasn't great, but you know what? No, that, yeah. I actually like that because he made it look just so like he's just so desperate to get to him that he's just like fuck this, <laughs> fuck the ropes, fuck everything. Now you just see like a hundred of them on every single event. Yeah, no. God knows I know. Mean, and I, I like the stuff that isn't, you know, flawless because it looks more real. Yeah, I kind of preferred that one. That looks like wilder and more just over the top reckless than a lot of just the really crisp, nice and over and... guys again. Oh, oh. He likes that spot when he's in there with smaller guys. Trying to boost another half star onto this match. (laughs) Oh, what did Meltzer rate this? Hold on. 
here's where Pritchard goes. If it was in the Tokyo Dome, it would have done. <laughs> there's a cop uh, sitting in the crowd, chomping away at his uh, gum. Get the uh, get to look at the commentators for a little bit. Is, is I it, really like... want um, Michael Hayes to do the kickoff show for In Your House. I know you keep saying that you want uh, Doc Hendricks and Todd Pettengill. And Todd Pettengill. Like, like, you only get one shot at this. Do it right. I was trying to get Brett counted out. Oh. That was good. Oh, Vince loved that word. But unbelievable. Unbelievable. A nice, uh, ah, it was a nice bite. It took, it took a bit of setup, but it was, it was a nice elevation with that. Are the uh, the barricades gold? Yeah. Huh. Look at that. God, maybe um, God, the, the, even WWE at this point in time can have uh, gold barricades, and no wonder they're losing money. Yeah, solid gold, twenty-four carats. I mean, they can have gold barricades, and, and AEW can't even have a gold title. I mean, fuck that company. <laughs> AEW did just have their first count out uh, last night. So they got something going for it. Uh, gotta go with. I thought he was gonna go with the roll up. Oh, Janet. Oh. Oh, okay. Different type of. Oh, just one away a victory draw. He never wins at the fucking sharpshooter ever. Pyro. Brett was going guys, to you are losing millions of dollars. <laughs> you did. They didn't have pyro when they were making when they're like multi billionaires in like the, uh, in, the in the mid twenty tens. Like no, kind of pyro too expensive. But they didn't have pyro in the entrance. I think the only person who gets pyro in their entrance is Razor gets it and Diesel gets it, and then. Sean and Brett would get it for their little victories like this. But it was always the same. They just a, just a I, kind I, of I like the lighting. I like the lighting effect because it's just like just makes it feel like they had a unique finish for these guys when it when they were to win. Uh Meltzer gave this three and three quarter stars. And I think that's actually fair. Did he just fall? <laughs> Oh, he's pretending that he's twisting oh, his knee. Yeah, uh, oh, well, Callum spoiled it. Yeah, he's pretending. Well, of course he's pretending he's twisting his knee. I know it's a, se- I know it's a sell job, but that's just couldn't you pretend to have like even had Kokushi work over the knee during the match? You just had to have Bret Hart just twist it going out like a clut. Bret Hart no, loves no, the knee thing. It, it's it's uh, he did that on purpose. He wants to th- make Lawler think he's hurt. Oh, I, I I just thought like it was like fake as it. Yeah. See now you've spoiled. <laughs> well, are you gonna spoil who uh, wins this house? <laughs> it wasn't me, I'll tell you. So I I thought it was fake in the. I just thought I said it was fake in the same way that Hakushi just having his shoulders down in the map for three seconds. Was oh, okay. Uh-oh. Who's the other person? Is that uh, Medusa? No. Maybe. It might, yeah, it might, it might be. I can't Hey, look, tell. Jerry Lawler's got a beep. Which, which, was Medusa, had Medusa left by this point? No. She doesn't leave until uh, December. Also, we shouldn't be calling Medusa. That's WCW's name yeah. for her. This is oh, so Blair, whatever. I guess it is, maybe. 
Who is this chick? Stephanie? Yeah, I thought I'm not going to go have Stephanie McMahon on this, but... God, she's got a big face. Imagine How many of you wanted to sell it all and move to Florida? I, I, as somebody who lives in Florida, you know, maybe don't. <laughs> like, why is she staring into my soul? <laughs> why is this like a thing? Like, why is it like? Oh, can you imagine the guys driving the car? I don't fucking care. It's a wrestling show. Okay. Me... I didn't realize they had the OJ Simpson chase this year. You're not seeing it. It's anybody. only the Northeast. Speaking of weird entrances. I tell you what, I mean, if I were doing the end of the year awards back then, I had to write down like all the extra characters for the, you know, the other character of the year award, and I have to put down like, oh, there's the cops that are here, whatever they got. I, I guarantee you. This Stephanie uh, woman would end up being my least favorite broadcast correspondent. Well, it's... I don't know, man. We had some weird players in 95. I assume you'd be watching WCW as well, and it wasn't like they were much better. Yeah, but if you stick to WWF for the end of the year awards, imagine being like, alright, best commentator of the year, Doc Hendricks. (laughs) Oh god, the uh, the sound quality. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're really showing off all that money they don't have with this entrance. It's amazing how far this um like the the calling technology has come. Except Skype. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays if you connect to Skype, all you can hear is in the background. <laughs> I always liked uh, this version of Jeff Jarrett. Really? Yeah. He's an ass. He's just like a great chicken shit heel. It didn't matter about the uh, gimmick. He was always (laughs) an ass. But like, there's something about this. Maybe it's the fact that I really don't like country music and stuff that that made it even easier to like hate Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) But like, the gimmick is just so weird. Like, why is he wearing these suspenders like cut like that? Why does he want to be a wrestler if he's a singer? Like, uh, so many things about it, but he always had good matches, too. And when he started to try to yeah. take himself a little bit more seriously, I didn't get as much into it. Like, the slap nuts thing was stupid. and you know. But I do like I, the guitar, too. I gotta admit that. Holy shit, that, uh, that hairstyle that the road dog is... Uh... <laughs> it's something, huh? What's worse? I, mean, I know he, he kind of like he kind of like made the the um the dread look his own, like the cornrows thing going forward, and that that worked for him. But at this point, it's just no. It's it's looking like something. <laughs> look at all that machismo. It's just oozing off of him. I didn't know what machismo meant as a kid. You know, I'm eight years old. I'm watching this at the time or whatever, you know, anything around this type uh, type of time frame. And the fact that they would always say machismo is oozing, I just always imagined like a block of cheddar cheese melting. 
I'll go one step further. Not being able to put together that that logo right there was a razor. I just assumed it was cheese. <laughs> I'm a kid, you know, like. Like, that guy like up the, the, the foam thing right there is just a block of cheese, like the um, Green Bay Packers uh, cheese head type thing. Yeah, you know, like. The bad guy. What a cheesy character. Look at all that pyro. I, I kind of like, like just some. some I'm just noticed like the base piece, like the fact that they just change the the lighting when someone steps in the ring. Like, why don't they do that nowadays? Because they're boring and they're lazy. <laughs> they only do it for a couple of people, like Cesaro. They have like that little light show. Going they have the on. green yeah. for Cesaro, I think. Yeah, they, I mean, they change the light for the fiend, but then they keep it on. It's like the same. <laughs> Maybe it's just a matter of that there's too many people. Because you figure right hey, look, now... Hey, Mike like, Yoda. Yeah. Like, uh... Malik Yoda. At look. this point, there's, like, 20-something people on the roster. Whereas now, WWE is, like, you know, you count all the NXT UK people, all the NXT, Total Five Live, Raw, SmackDown. You're at, like, 100-plus. So maybe it's just a matter of them being like, well, you don't have that many color combinations and stuff. Well, well, maybe it could be a way to try and make their big stars appear even bigger because they're yeah. getting that special treatment. Yeah. Rather than everybody being the same. Like, you can definitely tell that the big stars here are, you know, Razor, Brett. Everybody who gets a special entrance is like, wow, this guy's a big deal. Uh, ACW guy is really uh, surprised about something. <laughs> like, uh, Doc Hendricks like, oh. trying, trying to explain what a handicap match is. <laughs> oh, no. Didn't you hear them? This is the first ever handicap match in WWE. It is? Is it? Oh, well, I guess on pay-per-view. Like, they had done some stuff at house shows, but very much like how they thought WrestleMania 10 was the first ladder match because it was the first one most people had seen. Hmm. This is the uh, also the version of the road dog action figure that I had. Me too. Don't know why in the era of New Age Outlaws that they made this version of this. It, it was this exact attire, right? But he had the bandana on and it said Degeneration X right. on the shirt. Because I had, it, like, that's exactly the toy I had. I had a uh, purple Jeff Jarrett and he looked like this. I don't think I had a Jeff Jarrett figure. I mean, I no, I did. I had the. Uh, I had, I think, the um, silver trunks. Now I'm thinking about it, with the short hair and the glasses. I'm very surprised that I never had a razor. Yeah, I don't think I had a razor figure. Or no, I might have had one of them too. Now I got to look up the uh, the action figures around this time frame. Callum, I know you didn't have any from this time frame, but did you ever have any uh, action figures? Yeah, it was uh, not for like I said, not from this time frame, but uh, from like the attitude era. It's a ruthless aggression thing, pretty onward. I collected them pretty until until like my early teenage years. Okay, I think I had yeah, I had a razor. Jack's bone crunching action. That's the, you know, I'm the razor at with it like now. the purplish type stuff. I didn't have diesel though. I had Diesel. I did not have Razor. I'm seeing two Razor variants. 
one gold and one purple. I don't like that the vest, my guess, is doesn't come off. Yeah. One of these days we have to do just like a dark cast about all the action figure stuff. Oh, there's a strut. I like that strut. I enjoy I enjoy double dash strutting. It's always funny though to think that like Jeff Jarrett is basically just a combination of the honky tonk man and Ric Flair. Yeah. You got the figure four, the strut, the country music gimmick, the guitar. I mean, that's basically it. Like, he, he's got the blonde hair, the long blonde hair. The country I'd say gimmick. He leans more towards, yeah, I'd say he leans more towards honky than flair, though. That's fair. I mean, he uses the figure four as well as finisher as well, so. Just like imagine if like everybody was just sort of a combination of those things. Every like popular enough star was just the same couple people. Like uh it, it kind of it pretty much is, really. Yeah. Well, I mean you don't yeah, see you anybody quite... nowadays being like, I wear a vest and I uh drink beer and give you the middle finger. No, if you have Becky Lynch, she basically just takes all the different mannerisms of Austin. <laughs> uh, uh Kevin Owens, I have no qualms about using a st- a stunner. It's one thing to do one move, but Owens doesn't have like the a skull design or like, uh, okay. you know, he doesn't cut promos about opening up a can of whoop ass, you know. No, but like you see, like Jared doing like drop kicks and things like that. It's not like Flair ever did a drop kick, really. At I least, know, in, at least when he actually got into the main event level. <laughs> they, they, it's kind of like you always see wrestlers take some level of inspiration from the people that come before it just try and put their own little spin on it also i don't <laughs> think that anybody the size of razor Ramon should ever be doing a small package <laughs> I, I like that vince just did that he got him he did not get him no <laughs> that, that, that that's the vince trademark it's amazing you always know that a match isn't about to end because he's back he says that it's going to end that's a thing that commentators still do and i can't stand this oh, is so it. Oh my often. god. I mean, I'm a lot of times I'm not paying a whole lot of attention to like a particular match on SmackDown or something like that. And it's always funny because like I'll be watching it with like Caroline or something like that. And uh, I'll be like not literally not facing the TV or anything. And I'm like, all right, I got to hop back on the computer. This is about to end. And it's just sort of like, you know, I can't even tell what moves going on, but I can tell just by the inflection of the commentators that it's about to end. And then a couple seconds later, Nine times out of ten, it's just like and three, okay, whatever. It was funny here in the a couple seconds ago when they were chanting for Razor. Like, there's a certain sound to this era of the crowd. It always sounds like it it's sounds like, like, like they're the kids, <laughs> right? Like it's higher pitch because it's the kids, and it's just like that, like Razor, Razor. Like, there's a completely different sound. You skip forward a couple years. Right now, they've been like that ah, high pitch type of thing. Of course, uh, you know, if you judge the sound from nowadays, <laughs> we're in the empty arena era, and now it's just got a couple people from NXT being told what to do, and they're just like, uh, oh, boo, we don't like you, you're a heel. I mean, we're seeing something that we, don't, we won't see in a lot of the, uh, 
the WWE tapings nowadays, people sitting down. I can't believe that. They don't have <laughs> anything for them to sit. It's even worse with the fact that like people will have to sit down here, and this show's like significantly shorter than an episode of Raw. Than Raw, I know it's half the length of a current episode of Raw. That just means that Raws are super shows. Oh god, yeah. He did it again, <laughs> twice in this match. I've probably mentioned this before, but one of the things that I always liked so much more about WWF or WWE uh, versus WCW is the sound of the mat. I like this so much better. I I don't like that, like, more tinny sound that WCW's mat has. I I mean, I don't, I assume it's just like Mike's better, but I don't know whether that's to suggest that, like, the mat is harder than WCW's one was. In which case, it makes like it... it has a little bit more of an echo uh, in WWF. Yeah, it might, it be might just be it's bigger and probably makes better. Look at that kid in the front row. Like, well, I assume it's, it's like this. Well, I don't know because he, he gave uh, Hakushi the finger in the first match. Yeah, no, which is like he's trying to rile up the crowd, and then he realizes no one's getting on board of it, so he just, <laughs> no, throws, he just sits back down. <laughs> he's got that type you... of teal to be in nineteen ninety five, though. Teal was a big color around this time frame. I mean, I mean, credit's him. He tried. Yeah. Road Dog hasn't done a fucking thing in this match, has he? Hey, he's, he's been man. in every now and again. It, it's quite interesting the way they decided to like structure his handicap match because it hasn't been just for the most part. It's been Jarrett and Road Dog taking control, but basically every single time, Razor Ramon makes his own comeback. Pretty much every two or three minutes. It's like he's got kid on his uh, boot because it's like you know oh he's injured or whatever like. I'm surprised, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised there's such a long double down because this isn't like the current eras where they'd be waiting for the this is awesome chance star. <laughs> no, but they actually got a razor trap because people are still cheering for baby faces at this point. Cheering for a baby face called the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was ahead of the, he was ahead of his game. There's a woman in the front crowd that's like praying right now. She's like, please get off, Razor. (laughs) (laughs) And Razor looking to see when his cue is. Well, at least they acknowledged it and covered it up pretty well in commentary. Razor looking like the end of Skullface here. What's this dude looking to buy? Did you see that guy? Is he selling something? something. Yeah, I assume he's out there selling. Yeah, that, that woman in front is like, she's living and dying where everything's happening to Razor right. in this match. <laughs> Clearly, she's the old lady that's just like, oh my god, he's so hot. Or the whole, like, oh, these people are really hurt, and now I just want them to be okay. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> this, this is a wholesome era. This is like an era, this is the era before the attitude era where basically whenever you saw a woman in the crowd, she was being controlled to t- take her top off and show her tits. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that they'd get that old woman to do that. <laughs> no. Imagine Triple H just being like, <laughs> like, she doesn't look that old. She said, come on, Razor, so she's she's into it. She, you can tell she thinks it's real. <laughs> it's still real to her, damn it. 
Damn, another double down. Doing the most oh, with the least, clearly. Not, are they just dragging out the time of this thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Because, I mean, Mabel and Adam Bomb can't go 25 minutes. They I'm might. trying to compare that. I'm just, I'm just trying to compare that to, like, a Young Bucks match where you'd have to hit, like, 50,000 super kicks and get up after a two count. I know. Not like complaining, it's far more exciting than this is. I'm not disliking this match, though. Oh, no, stop. No, this is like. I imagine it's going to get a lot worse from here, but this is, these last two matches are oh, yeah. going to be the high points. But it's uh, it's not a bad match. It's well structured. It's just, um, you know, it's not exactly exciting. I mean, you compare it to modern day standards. I mean, when they're doing mostly punches and stuff, it's like a move like that is nothing nowadays. Mm. And that's like the high point of this match for the most part. It's like, oh my god, he did like a back suplex off the middle rope. Nowadays, people are like, he did a, a 1080. Somehow he flipped that many times, and they're like, ah, two count. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I do appreciate the fact they're getting they're making the most of like the little they're doing in this one because the crowd are like really into everything, and that's what you want. That was one of the most choreographed things I've ever seen, and the place fucking blew. Oh, he's getting He's going to do it. Good finisher. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love the Razor's Edge. And I always got like disappointed when Seamus stopped doing the Celtic um, cross or whatever we used to call it. He used to run with it, right? Yeah, because he used to just run from the corner with it. That was like a really devastating finisher, and then he just started doing the bro kick because that got over. The worst was the white noise. Oh, uh, the Celtic cross? Oh, yeah, that, that Finley's. yeah, Finley's move, yeah. I don't even know what happened there. Did he kind of dodge the shot block or did he just like no sell it? <laughs> he tried to clip his knee, razor removed, and then uh, he did the discus punch. And now he really gets the knee. Everybody I don't know if that they decided to... Just to have a messed up knee. I just thought that's quite a weird way of finishing it. It's like the Intercontinental Champion is the one that gets pinned and the, and the, and the lackey's the one that gets protected. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But it's it works because you know, Razor can be like, damn, if only the title was on the line. Portuguese Man Award coming into the rescue. I never <laughs> liked this whole get up. I never so, understood it. So this is just incredible, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just I just, Again, it's just how weird things, how much things change in a few years. Yeah, he comes out to help, he gets his ass beat. <laughs> and it's Javier Vega making his debut. Wow. And that is why Quang is no longer a thing, as I mentioned earlier when you said Quang. Look at that. So, We're so what was history here? So, so was the idea that like he he aligned with Razor because Vega was like Puerto Rican, wasn't he? Yeah, he's supposed to be one of Razor's friends from the streets, is what it is. All right. Not a bad way to debut a guy. 
No. They they make him They're seem acting like cool they don't know who he is. Like, They're uh, getting all the officials to get him out. Yeah. He's makes like, Adam on toilet look a bit of shit, piece of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he's out on the toilet. <laughs> but he's already a piece of shit. Yeah, you sacrifice him because he gets he comes out to make the save. He looks bad. I was like this dude with the uh, the blonde hair. Uh, yeah, you know, like this this makes Savio look like a bit of a badass. I was gonna say, what do, what's Christopher Lloyd's uglier brother doing? Savio, <laughs> <laughs> so, we have to go back to when you're quang. <laughs> I look at that cop who's in the front row. Are you making those poor people stand out there the whole show? Oh, it's almost like they're in the crowd for a modern day wrestling event. This is so unrealistic. It's the King of the Ring promo, by the way. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with the the speeded up... It's no, typical no, wrestling no, no, no. fans. They're watching it no. for the first time. They didn't know it existed. And as soon as they start watching it, they just start punching each other. Yeah, it's not really doing much for WWE's like future lawsuits where they said that they weren't influencing children to beat the shit out of each other in like, recess and stuff like that. If I'm right, uh, this is the last appearance of Jack Tunney. I don't oh. think I ever see Jack Tunney past 90. I thought he was gone by this time, really. Well, eventually they switch over to uh, Gorilla, and they do the yeah, with Gorilla Yeah, it's Gorilla by, like, September, so... Yeah. And uh, Piper pops up for a little bit. That's only because Gorilla gets his by Vader. I always love Sid's with the... Uh... Oh, here's uh, Aldo Montoya getting the shit to you. <laughs> if you didn't know that Montoya was not the main guy going on here, he's twice in a row. So this is the second coming of Sid, so he was Sid Justice, and then he left for WCW, and he's back as Sid Vicious Gordon. Yeah, this is after he turns on Sean. Right. Because Sean's a babyface at this point. It's always the uh, thing, it's always the way, isn't it, that Sean Sean Michaels, like, he has his bodyguards, and his bodyguards become the main event before he does. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, it's a big man's world. This is my favorite version of Sid. Psycho Sid's so much better. This is so cool. He's going to walk right through the pyro, which is something that nobody had ever seen at that point. Because he's psycho. He's also Sid. Jesus, these are some like reckless power bombs I've ever seen. Yeah, these power bombs are gross. <laughs> As I say, like we already saw, like um, Hakushi being inspired by Kelly Kelly. Sid has clearly been inspired by Nia Jax. <laughs> oh, well, if we get Sid versus Kyrie Sane, she's fucked. <laughs> Apparently, uh, she gets injured again. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering who survives, um, like a Sid Nia Jax match. Mm. The ref. <laughs> no, not even that. Is that Mike Myers oh, in the crowd? Oh no, this guy looks kind of like him. Yeah, he does come with my words. Barry Dedinsky. Hey, can you please buy some of these? 
Barry Dedinsky. Yeah, that's a name that I don't remember at all. I love how they have with the phone number no longer print shirts. And they only the only ones I ever find on eBay are like extra large, and that ain't me. Hmm. Well, I'm surprised they, they sell lo- they sold loads of extra large versions of these shirts. Who'd have thought of a wrestling crowd? <laughs> Undertaker World Berry Karma. One size fits all, that is so not true. Oh you totally just gave out free shirts, you're like, oh, yeah. Look at that. yeah, one size fits all. Look at the woman uh with like it's like she's wearing a beach towel, but it's way too big for her. <laughs> Uh, here's the man. <laughs> I imagine that robe weighs more than an average human being. <laughs> so he he here's the guy who's being like fast tracked on his way to becoming a uh, king, Mabel. <laughs> In the near yep. future, so this is a, um, a King of the Ring qualifying match. For the rest of the year. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so this is a King of the Ring qualifying match. So Which, I, so I, mean, I kind of sport who wins then in that regard. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, obviously, like we joke about Mabel all the time and stuff, and Mabel was never good. <laughs> but to be fair, for this first ever in your house, in the context of like doing something that's trying to. Not be the biggest thing in the world, like a King of the Ring event or a SummerSlam or something, but still enough. You got a big guy like Adam Bomb, who's not completely dead in the water yet. And it's a King of the Ring qualifying match, and it's featuring the guy that would eventually win the King of the Ring tournament. So in their mind, they're putting over Mabel and making him look strong to give him momentum for the King of the Ring win. Like it's in retrospect, I understand the booking. The match is probably going to be awful. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm going to now just sit through Mabel against Brian Clark. <laughs> we'll probably be talking about the match longer than the match. Is. Right. That's kind of cool. That pyro. Yeah, I I, like I, I'm not. I'm not denying that. Like the the aesthetics are pretty cool. It's just the guy who's they've done the aesthetics in that's the problem. Yeah. Well, he's got the look to him. Like, imagine. I never had a problem the... with him when he did the rap stuff in WCW. I don't even remember Raph all that much, but like, no, it's more about the chronic stuff that he did after that. Well, okay, chronic was good. Chronic in the WWF was not. If you had Adam Bomb now, is Danny Davis still refereeing here? Who would be the modern day Adam Bomb? Um, I mean, obviously, there's no gimmick for it, like. You know, there's no. I'm trying to think of a big guy who's a baby face, but still not going anywhere. I guess they turn Mojo baby face. Yeah, like kind of like a Mojo. Yeah, Mojo's smaller than Adam Bomb, right? No, everyone's everyone's smaller than like the guys that were that were around back here. Would he be about the same size as like Dijakovic? Uh, potentially. Dijakovic is pretty is pretty big. Yeah, but don't put that on Dijakovic. I mean, Dijakovic's no, better. <laughs> yeah. Mabel's already resting? <laughs> I, always thought it was I mean, that, that thing goes ugly as I thought that it was going to. Yeah. 
really they should have gone whole hog with that with the idea like as soon as he dives out of the ring they should have done like a um like the sound of a bomb going off as he crashes oh, yeah. to the floor i did not remember that oh that uh, was as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> i did not remember the mushroom cloud thing and that that's pretty cool yeah i mean if you are i think it's because uh that clothesline was so bad because mabel didn't get close enough but uh Cornette tells a story that because uh, Adam Baum was one of his guys at Smoky Mountain, and he had high hopes for him as a top heel, but then Vince saw he's got the tattoo on his shoulder, and he's like, okay, that's it. We're just going full Adam Baum with you. And they gave him the name Adam Baum. Oh, my God. Okay. Who would you win? Know, I know you think you do like a, a rolling table. heel kick, but you can't. <laughs> so don't do it. Six for eight and being able to move like that. To be honest, it's probably That's actually it. just impressive that Mabel wow. can move. That fast. I told you we'd be talking about it longer. Well, at least, well, are you honestly like disappointed that it went that long? Well, we don't get many chances to talk about Mabel, even though we do all the time. That kid with his... uh. Adam Bond Hasbro. <laughs> but you can bet Todd Pettengill's happy. <laughs> He's the fucking best. <laughs> Jesus, Pence. <laughs> but we can go to Todd fucking Pettengill. You changed. You used to be quiet. <laughs> Just breaks the fourth wall immediately. Phone. They have to remind us the phone number is no longer active. I mean, I don't you know, know. But I was thinking about uh, potentially winning the sales. Quite funny because I watched a like a recent uh, episode of Smack. Well, not a recent episode, but like an old episode of SmackDown from uh, the uh, early two thousands, and they used to have. Um, when Hulk Hogan wrestled on SmackDown for a while, he had used to have a um, a, his, own uh, his own website, Hulk Hogan, uh, like I don't know if just like HulkHogan.com or I think it was um the Red and Gold or something like that dot com. I think Red. that was something that they had for everybody. I think Hogan it was RedAndYellow.com or then they had like WWFDivas.com. Yeah, so <laughs> so I just went on to RedAndYellow.com and just redirects to the WWE.com website. I wonder how much money they spend on domain redirects. Mm. Probably a drop in the bucket for them. Yeah. We got to figure, I mean, unless they're doing something. Uh, I mean, they might do it through like, just like, you know, Google where it's like 10 bucks or whatever. But like, they probably have hundreds and hundreds. I got, I quite like this because I, I was confused for a second. But now I realized that Jerry, like Jerry Lawler wants to get him in the ring now because he thinks that he's hurt. He thinks Brett's hurt. Yeah, hurt so he wants to so make sure he can't recover. Yeah. I always like Jim Cornette like this. Yeah, better than now. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> hey, look, Owen's got a belt. 
you see this is back when uh, wrestling was like real when it was like real men's things so it's like the um the fake uh Samoan Japanese uh sumo wrestler <laughs> yeah I loved Yokozuna though and for that matter I mean I don't know how many times I've talked about how Owen Hart's like one of my favorites yeah it's kind like of uh it's kind of uh I don't say like it's difficult to watch anything to do with Owen especially so soon after that documentary mm. Even back then, they were obsessed with their first time ever. As Doc Hendricks just said, first time ever on a WF pay-per-view, Owen's a champion and Brett is not. This is like, I like that this... Owen's just carrying both belts. Well, I guess I guess it doesn't really fit around the waist of the Yokozuna. Yeah, but you could put it on his shoulder and he wouldn't even feel the difference. That's cool. I don't, I'm not even sure it fits around his shoulder. That's pretty cool. Never was a fan of this look of the smoking guns with the mustache and all. But I did like the smoking guns from back in the day. They're a pretty good team. I mean, now every, everybody thinks about Billy and they just think uh, New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Do you think about Bart? Do you think of uh, <laughs> Brawl for All? Yeah, you know, uh, him getting knocked out by Butterbean. Yokozuna with the cheap heat. Fuck you all. I'm from a different country. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the smoking guns, baby faces in this. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I'd always, I've always pictured them as being heels because the only thing that I really, really recorded them is like their feud with the Godwins, where they were definitely heels. No, no, they're baby faces for like the first four yeah. years they're around. They were predominantly baby faces. Uh, Sunny coming along, kind of messed around with that. I thought that was a really good era of uh, Sunny. Again, better than now. <laughs> <laughs> now both she and Cornette every time that they end up speaking about something they end up oh, defending son, fuck Sonny man well, you probably, probably can only fans yeah yeah <laughs> name your prize yeah I mean <laughs> so is Jokosuna at this point is he on course because he because basically I don't know whether he started his journey yet to become the fattest pro wrestler in uh, history he's, he's well into it this is well after they tried to get him into a facility, and he's just getting fatter and fatter. Well, they had said before, I, I'm not remembering exactly the details, but it was something like he would have like a bucket of KFC for like a snack and stuff. And it's like, I mean, you, you're heading down a bad path in that kind of way, you know? Yeah, I think I think he was at, he was at least approaching around about 800 pounds by the time that he Crazy. finally actually died. Jesus. I currently okay. weigh like 170 and I'm like, oh man, I gotta lose 40 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Logically, if you're Owen, why the fuck would you ever tag in? Let the 600 pound guy deal the damage and win the match. You tag in so you could get a quick drop kick and then tag back out. <laughs> Gun did not even touch it. Like, he barely touched the air that was surrounding Owen Hart with that <laughs> drop kick. And it is, of course, you know, uh, benefit of hindsight and all that stuff. It is funny to think, like, Billy Gunn right here, he's got the, the mullet, he's got the mustache, he's full-on still one of the smoking guns. Two years later, he's Mr. Ass. <laughs> and two years after that, he's with a guy named Chuck. And then two years after that, he's 
in the, something called the Voodoo Kin Mafia. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't, we don't like to forget that. Did, did, did Mr. Fuji ever, like, do anything when he was, like, the manager yeah, of Yokozuna? Yeah, he did. You're, we're at the tail end of Fuji's career, so he just is waving a flag at this point. But he used to, like, you know, throw salt and hit people with a cane and throw more salt. Because I understand, like, Fuji's reputation is, like, because he was one of the, like, multi-time reigning tag team champions in in WWF's uh, payday. But uh, he didn't really seem to be adding too much to the package. Like, the only thing I know about, because I, I don't really go back and watch this period that often, the only thing that I can do is just check the, um like, Wrestling Observer Awards and I just see worst wrestling, worst, uh, like, wrestling personality or worst like um like character outside of like actual wrestlers and it's always mr fuji mr fuji <laughs> mr fuji i like you thinking about it it's his legs one of his legs probably weighs as much as me yeah that's true i'm surprised the ring is still standing after that well there's a lot of beef in the ring Somebody say beef. <laughs> be funny if like how they always used to do that with the like you know Mabel, Yokozuna, Bam Bam, all that stuff. It'd be like a lot of beef in the ring, and then uh, Rainer comes in. They're like, oh, now it's beef and cheese. <laughs> we almost have a freaking burger going on here. That's gimmick infringement. I mean, eh, that's okay. <laughs> Owen had a little bit of uh, Ric Flairisms too. The woo. He, I mean, he's changed it up a little bit. Instead of, you know, woo, it was more like, woo, but really not. That was pretty good, too. Yeah, that's like a, um, it was like a mixture like a of uh, both, uh, du- both the Dudley Boys' finishing moves. I think Owen used to do a sharp, uh, not a sharpshooter, a uh, figure four, too, didn't he? I think I think basically everybody that they sort of air did a figure four at some point or another. I think he only did the one match with Brett. I mean, Brett Brett does the figure four because he does it around the post. Yeah, imagine Yoko trying to do one. So uh, Yoko just dropped the leg on Bart here, and that is what I believe is the finish, which it's is pretty fair much a signature because... move. Yeah, I mean, you get somebody as big as Yoko's. You know, look at him; he's like. Uh... Yeah, like, if he drops his leg on you, you shouldn't get up. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody that big just slams that much of uh, their body on top of your your neck. I like that Yoko's still getting the punch in. Good for Yoko. (laughs) I mean, that was his finisher anyway, because didn't he he use the leg drop to beat Hogan for the championship anyway? He did. Yeah. Again, I mean, look at the size of his legs. One of the few people that a leg drop should just be like, that's it, you're done. God, this hair with Mike, the Todd Pettengill. I was going to call him Michael Cole. Not You're bad. not entirely wrong. Well, Michael Cole was like the edgy uh, Todd Pettengill for like a little bit of time, remember? It's like, he has a goatee. He's got like more uh, frosted energy tips. to him. Yeah, the frosted tips and everything. It's like, oh, that's, that's this isn't your daddy's Todd Pettengill. This <laughs> isn't your daddy's Todd Pettengill. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I want so bad to just get like a shaver and just to the back of that hair. I think he does by like the next month. <laughs> I hope so. Business in the front, party in the back. He's not very um animated. No. Well, he just said uh, we we were talking over, it, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm not really feeling this. This is uh my first Mother's Day without a mom. I lost her around Christmas last year." She's gonna be out there watching. I'm gonna be on commentary or something. I did always used to like Diesel though. Like, I don't know exactly what I really liked about Kevin Nash, but back in this time frame, I was a big fan of Diesel. We're not about an hour away. We're about 10 minutes. <laughs> God, what's... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm shocked he didn't... Uh, he didn't, wasn't a really good draw as a, as a babyface world champion. Who's this? His mother. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be like a Miss America or something like that, right? She's a knockout. It's probably some chick he's you've been talking to. Good for Lawler. That's the case. Then mom. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's a challenging Kevin Hart for a match. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lawler is so bad and so amazing. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't make some sort of incest-related joke with her. Like, why is this a promo? <laughs> why is it like, oh, this is my mom. Look how friggin' hot she is and everything. Like... <laughs> because of Jerry Lawler. That's insane. I love See, Lawler. I don't, if he, I don't know if he just like thinks that's like, just he's just doing that just to be Jerry Lawler, or he's doing that because he's trying to pretend that he's a lot younger than he actually is. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So he's so he's not gonna walk to the ring leaving. He oh he is going to okay. Lola didn't see gonna... that. The audience knows, Lola doesn't know. <laughs> there you go, now he's just running.
We gotta get the reaction shot from Lawler. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Wait a minute. Uh, no. I mean, I, I kind she of get it. Just like, surely you would wait until some point during the match to. to no, he's like, just Yeah, to when he's attacked the knee and you kind of like go, like, oh, I got you because you've just chopped up the knee and then you, you just nip up with your breath or whatever and then you just like show that the knee's not. doesn't have a problem whatsoever. I guess the philosophy is Lawler's in the ring and he can't run him now. He can't run him now. So, like. With that little idea that, oh, I can actually win the match with uh, the knee messed up. Now he's like, oh shit, I'm going to actually have to wrestle. Hey, I, I, yeah, I kind of get it. I just feel like it, that it felt like it doesn't, I don't know what it really does. Because it's not like Jerry Lawler wasn't going to be in the match. was he? It's not like he was trying to get out of it or anything. No, well, the whole thing was Lawler was trying to... I'll only fight you after you fight Hakushi. I'll only fight you after you do that. Like, he was trying to do everything he could to get out of it, and then Brett feels like he finally got him. I always like this feud. Nope. Nobody says back body drop quite like Vince McMahon. Back body drop. So they're giving away the high mark to this uh this match. Hebner. Oh. I miss pile drivers. Is he gonna no sell it? Hey look, it's Lola's hot mom with their Lola titties <laughs> To be fair, we could do a lot worse than uh, Jerry Lawler. Oh we could, but we are doing worse than Jerry Lawler. To be fair, with like considering Lawler's like litany of uh, commentary and stuff like that, he'd actually quite fit in with the uh, current cabinet. Oh, I see your pile driver and I raise you. I'm surprised, like, uh, like I've seen like probably uh, the cornets of the of this period would probably say, "Oh, you hit a pile driver and you're not even going for a cover." God, what is wrestling coming to these days? For all we know, that could be Brett's wife. I don't know who that that woman is. I'm trying to find out information on that now because I'm like I'm curious if she ended up being anything like, yeah, you know, an actress or I'll something. I'll go to the Observer real quick. I imagine she ended up being the Mrs. Lawler for the night. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Lawler just says. I mean Lawler. Meltzer just says he he showed up with a hot looking model young enough to be his granddaughter. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say like that badly. But... He actually, it's funny that you say that because he actually goes, okay, daughter. Like. Well, the fact that he's self editing himself is like what he does in his uh, actual uh, shows. Yeah. Oh my God, he's in, he's, he's interfering in this match as well. Your match is done. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to get Bret Hart. He has to lose. 
Oh shit, Earl Hebner. Look at that. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Good, good, good work by Earl. Brett, you can clearly see Earl's foot. Different look for Hakushi. Yeah, he put the jacket back on. He clearly got just got out of the shower with that cap on. I like that they're actually preventing Brett from moving, you know, like. Earl was doing a pretty good job of like pretending that he couldn't see that thing, even though he clearly got thrown into the ring far earlier than he should have done. Look at Mama Lawler. Shinja. Yeah, that's a name that if you were to tell me, like, name a bunch of characters and you just popped up with this guy, I'd be like, I could not tell you. Uh, but Brett, Brett still has to come away successfully. Well, yeah, that's how you build a strong baby face. How come I suppose? <laughs> I feel comfortable saying this at the end of Shinja. Mahler being held out by his mom. I mean, that lady. I don't, I don't understand that. If, if I can give this error anything in particular, it's they fall out of the ring really well. People just fall out of the ring just like with no, no hesitation whatsoever. about to paint WCW into the air. You see, yeah, you see him a lot anger in a couple of years. <laughs> All things considered, this show has gone by pretty quickly. Hang on, I need to listen to this Sid promo, whatever it is. Weird angle. Oh my god, he's talking too much now. <laughs> you know that he's losing this thread a little bit. God, this cameraman is not social distancing at all. <laughs> <laughs> And he's clearly standing on one of those uh, machines which like shakes your body around a little bit like 
Fun fact, this was the show that earlier in the night, JR tries to interview him, and at the end of doing the whole, we're live, pal. This is the event? Yeah. So that's cut out. No, it's in, uh, it's in the pre-show, which we don't get on the network. Oh, okay. That's a shame, because that's such a good moment. If we weren't doing this for fan ounce table purposes, I'd be like, okay, we could skip this part. Right. What a weird gimmick to do, though. Well, it's in your house. You know, give away a house. Yeah, it's like like the early stage of Man's Millions. Still just so, like, I don't understand these types of gimmicks. Guaranteed, if I ever became a part of, like, the writing team... The houses still look generally... Like, they're still building the same kinds of houses. Not a lot of improvements since 95. I feel sorry for all the people that are, like, right at the bottom of this pile, because there's no chance that they're getting paid. There's no way. He got a rake. He found some rakes in the garage. Terrible. Jesus Christ. God, this is like I'm dying of cringe right here. <laughs> this, this is all so awful. bad. Yeah. Oh my god. I've been lifting the McMahon's millions. You got the funny moments where he couldn't act where he tried to call someone and they didn't pick up. That was that was like some amusement. We might get that here. This poor guy's been standing there the whole time. She's that that lady on the right def, definitely doesn't want to be there. <laughs> She's intimidated. <laughs> that guy's voice cracked so bad that it made the man laugh. Oh my god. This is so exciting, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> And then Todd dials it wrong, I believe. I wonder if this woman had a job at like <laughs> one of those like home that. shopping network type things. He seems like that. Let's find out. <laughs> oh god! I god crazy it. things happen only only <laughs> live in the WWF. <laughs> and is loving it because he's like, "Fuck you!" It's a train wreck. You know, the show was only meant to go an hour and a half, and then this segment distracted her. <laughs> that was very creepy. <laughs> oh, God. Who, who do you think this guy was? Like, you think he was just, like, a lawyer for them or something? Funny enough, it was Rod McMahon. Uh, Vince's brother <laughs> that picks up. <laughs> I wonder if this. I wonder whoever did win this is still like living there. I highly, 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 highly doubt it. They probably don't need uh, a single box into that. It's it's in a, it's like it's it's in Orlando, isn't it, Florida? Maybe it's the site of the uh, performance center. <laughs> 
Uh, Meltzer says, this segment, the only thing not staged on the show, was probably the best part of the entire show. What? Just a note from someone with experience in house giveaways. In the vast majority of cases where houses are given away, the new owner winds up selling the given away house within six months because of the tax bill. Yeah, that's, what, that's always the thing they never tell you about when you're like, oh, good, you get to win a car or you get to win a house or anything like that. It's like, wow, you've won it. Now you have to like run it and like, yeah. look after all the living expenses and all that other stuff. I mean, theoretically speaking, they could just called somebody from Nevada, I think they said, right? And, and like, my point hey. from Elder, it's actually the guy's son in sixth grade that won the house. Hmm. Maybe like, yeah, do you want to pack up and move your family from Nevada to Florida? No. Well, then you should enter a competition uh, to win a house, then. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, then, you know, if you can sell the house and make the money off of it. You yeah, gotta imagine that, that, the, uh, the property taxes you pay in the, the time frame of that, you probably make so much more by selling the house. Especially because oh, yeah, you can sell it at that point as being like the in your house thing. Like, I'm actually, like, there's no way to see, but I I would like to know who's living there now and if it's by chance still that person. And the, you figure, too, you could rent the house. If you own it, just be like, all right, I'm going to rent this out to anybody and be like, hey, do you want to live in the WWF in your house thing? Unless there's some kind of clause or something that you, like, you can't do that. But then again, I don't know how this well, works. They're probably, you know, airtight shit like that. Not like I'm all right, now here's, here's the greatest wrestling match ever about to occur from our faces. So, you mean so the this greatest is the wrestling match ever that, uh, until uh, Edge and Randy Orton have it? Yeah, right? yeah, this is their competition. Yes. They're, honest, they're going be, way it, too hard on that. It would be hugely disappointing if Edge and Randy Orton was worse than this Sid and Diesel match that's got to take place. Hey, this might be a barn burner. I don't remember. <laughs> I highly doubt. I can one thing I'm sure it's not is a barn burner. Well, they gave away a house. Maybe they burn a barn in the middle of this thing. Too. I'm sure it's not going to be a barn burner. But there's got to be a lot of hot beef in this match. <laughs> You know what sucks is they never let uh, DiBiase get anywhere near the WWF title. Because as soon as he left, didn't they give the belt to Sid? Like, uh, Sid didn't win it till he didn't win it until uh, late '96. So it's still, still ways away from him at this point. I'm glad Sid was champion at some point, though. I mean, he won it twice, but Sid's you know. pretty good, all things considered. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch. I think that I've, I I find Sid amusing as an attraction. I feel like anybody who does a big enough job to like etch themselves into history is at least within the discussion of like potentially should have been champion or something like that. Maybe not necessarily always the world champion, but we kind of etched himself in history by etching himself into uh, Arn Anderson's stomach at one point. Hot <laughs> take. Callum with the. With well, I'm the just telling the actual facts. Essentially. I know. <laughs> wow, hot take. Sid, Sid Vicious stabbed Don Anderson with a, a pair of scissors. Look at the ramp, just circles. I think that's a leftover from Sid's entrance, actually. 
<laughs> what is this all thing about? <laughs> it's like he just he he he's reminds me of this sort of look like a um like a tall a taller and bigger uh, hangman page. Yeah. That sort of hairstyle and the tassels and stuff. Big D. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get the big D. Your big Nash have anything to do with that branding? It's the big D with a fake name. Oh, he did that before breakfast. A dude in the crowd standing up again. Oh, you can see the next to the guy in the crowd. Maybe if they show it again, uh, there's a person with another side. Look at the, his sign. He clearly tried it on that yeah, side. Yeah, why is he holding it up with the belt? But he's he clearly tried to do his sign that way and fucked it all up and then scribbled all over it. I went on the other that was side. His first yeah. attempt. Price is like, let's go, Diesel. <laughs> stop downhill from here, boys. Just, just ran up and just stood still for a second, so Nash can stop. Oh my god, that is, that is such a terrible Irish whip. Because by the time Sid's getting there, he's basically just walking backwards into the course. So if we were doing a tier list of 1995 guys, where would you rank these two? Uh, kayfabe or? <laughs> are we, are we talking wrestling like, a bit? Like, like look at. Yeah, and... just like work your ability. I guess that's what we're doing the other one on, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's like if it's like on look or like star power and stuff like that, they're probably pretty high up there. If it's wrestling ability, then. Then I mean, very, very top, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those rare instances where like Nash would be on the higher level than uh, than somebody. That's fair. Maybe like a F for Sid, D for Nash. Yeah, like he's already done. He's already done like a dive from the um from the apron to the floor, so he's already got his working boots on tonight. Yeah, he's actually left his feet quite a few times. It's one of those instances where he's kind of, to be fair, they're, they're pretty similar in size, but he's like, where's he's just not the the much bigger man in a match. So Maybe to... uh, Nash is excited here to show that he's he can be the worker in a match. Hmm. I mean, Nash should be excited. Like he's both his knees haven't been destroyed yet, so he must be <laughs> so he must be getting the best. Well, out actually, of I think he got into wrestling because one of his knees got destroyed. So oh, yeah. he's already working on some damage. Oh yeah, I mean, like yeah, they haven't been destroyed in the ring yet. Who do you consider Nash's best opponent? Brett. Uh, Brett's high up there. I mean, he had a good match with Michaels. It's it's kind of really those uh, those two really because um, I can't really remember anything in WCW that really stood out to me that Nash no. did. Well, he and just does like his... yeah. and nothing from his later WWE. E run because he basically just wrestled. the The only time that he was really wrestling long term in that point was wrestling Triple H. Yeah, and that wasn't anything to be like super great about. No, 
Uh, I think so, he could have yeah. worked with a lot of other people if, you know, you do the whole, like, uh, take people from their prime and pair them up in different eras and stuff like that. I think that he could have worked pretty well with a couple other people. I think he worked better nowadays like a big guy that other like smaller mm. smaller really good workers could could have a good match around. Like yeah. I think if he if he had been able to like his body was working properly, he could have had a good match with CM Punk. I think yeah. he could have worked well with uh, Triple H even. Like just if it would have been different circumstances. I think their their all three matches were pretty good. By Nash standards. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I mean, at that point, just like the O3 Triple H era is just so tainted with just mediocreness to me that I can't really <laughs> say that that was any particularly good. I'm sure Cal would yeah, love I've... to see uh, Kevin Nash versus Randy Orton. <laughs> Greatest match ever before the Edge thing turned <laughs> They could probably kill for a Sid or a Nash or somebody these days. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you want to have, I mean, they have Nia Jax, just somebody who's like just dangerous and sloppy. In They've the got ring. Corbin as a guy who's got size. He just, I don't know, Corbin's a little too goofy. Like I couldn't buy him Cor- standing toe to toe with these guys. That, that's saying something when Sid is in a match and you're calling Corbin goofy. <laughs> I, I think so, but am I wrong? The King Corbin stuff, is, it's a little cheesy. Like, they've grown to like Corbin in these dumb roles. I think i think people like to think that Corbin has the level of charisma that someone like Sid had. It's not like Sid, Sid cut. I think uh, Corbin is a better promo than Sid is, but Sid was more charismatic than Corbin. Yeah. Sid was better at being a big guy, I think. That, that I'm, pretty- I'm really getting put off by those Irish whips to the corner because he's just... It's not he's not being whipped into the corner, he's turning around halfway through the whip and just running into his back first into the corner. I think I think one of the scripts I heard of Sid was um when uh, like Brian Alvarez was doing a review of one of the shows that he was on. And he talks about the fact that Sid is the ultimate pro wrestler and everything he does looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But he's like but it's just it just works for him and like not there's very few people that could wrestle the style that Sid does and it can and can get away with it really but because Sid was so like larger than life and so over the top in his mannerisms it just worked for him this dude's uh selling leftovers at the end of the, the night <laughs> it looks like he's selling the drinks or something they're still trying to hand out the rest of those Bret Hart t-shirts <laughs> Well, they handed out some hats. I see a lot of people wearing uh, blue WF hats now. Speaking of t-shirts, I haven't done any plugs. If you want to pick up a t-shirt from Smartout Moment, check out TeePublic and Redbubble. They're the merchandise options that you got. Uh, lots of different designs, lots of different products. Check it out for Smartout Moment, Fanboys Anonymous, and A Mango Tees. It's bleeding from his lip right now. Speaking of that, uh, all that stuff, we might as well get a couple other plugs out of the way. There's the Patreon. If you want us to do more things like this, watch some other in-your-house events or something like that, or do any other kinds of articles, or just do more dark casts, or just to help out a little bit, uh, keep the lights on and donate a buck, or anything else that you've got as far as your spare change that you are willing to toss our way, all that's greatly appreciated. And the Patreon has the different tiers, like the Pick Your Poison tier, where you can make sure that we do anything in particular that you'd like us to do on a podcast or an article side of things. And, uh, you know, mailbag priority, 
mailbag's coming up in a couple weeks or so, I think. Uh, July something or other. So, about like six, seven weeks or so from now. But if you want to get some mailbag questions in before we do the quarter three mailbag, then mailbag priority is the way to do that. And uh, same things apply to Fanboys Anonymous. You know, donate to the Patreon for that. Help uh, Help that website grow a little bit. If you don't know what that is, check it out. It's a geek culture website. It's the sister site for Smart Out Moment where you find movie reviews and anything else like that. So if you show love for Smart Out Moment, you want to show some love for fanboys, follow that stuff over there. YouTube, uh, the podcast stuff, Facebook, Twitter. All that I'm stuff. impressed that you got all those plugs in during a Sid camel clutch. <laughs> How long the camel clutch lasted? No worries with that. It was, just like, it was so, it's so obvious they were just trying to make Diesel the next Hulk Hogan. I even put like, okay, so let's put the Iron Cheeks finishing move on him for a while. I think it's fair. Like they thought, they still thought that that was a successful business model because that was the only model they'd ever had success with. Yeah, one big person. The crowd is getting behind Diesel anyway, so it's like I don't, I'm not saying that Diesel was like completely unpopular. Just like the numbers always just point towards the fact that. I, but I don't think it's because Diesel period. was a failure. I think Tony read the went through the roster. I mean, it wasn't like they had a lot of people, and no, the no, people they, they did have were all on the same side. They were all baby faces, so you weren't getting a lot of matches. Yeah, it was a mixture of that, and it's the fact that it was it was still too cartoony. Man, Mountain Rock, man, and and <laughs> uncool, really. This got a questionable you that they to... didn't put the title on the Undertaker because uh... he was still he didn't need the belt. He was still like Andre, kind of. Where yeah, that oh uh, he's kind the of a yeah he's the he's the freak of the week guy. The guy that does the like the secondary feud on every single show that doesn't need to have the belt. I miss this. Yeah, the, it's so uh, cheesy, there. but it works. Yeah, they should do more of it, really. Well, he looks <laughs> like he's wearing lipstick, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that, that face is great. <laughs> you know, you can call it whatever you want, but the people are actually buying this shit. It's it's it is ridiculously corny and over the top, but that's that's just worked for Sid. Oh my god! And Sid injures his elbow. There we go. That's an injury. Did he actually injure himself with that? He injured he injured uh, Nash's elbow. Oh okay. I was just gonna say because like that is that's that that's the worst chokestone I've seen since I saw that um that uh, Hogan Undertaker one from Judgment Day two thousand two. Yeah, oh, that's a really bad joke, there. Which uh, I wouldn't have seen it. It was like a, it was um, it was Hogan against uh, Undertaker for the uh, undisputed championship at Judgment Day two thousand two, and he gets Hogan about he gets Hogan about three inches off the ground with jokes. <laughs> no, I mean which um, uh, injury uh, for Nash right oh. now? It was what his elbow. Injury? Yeah, which elbow? I believe it was the one. Sorry. With the tape on it. He's not like, you know, doing the whole like checking his elbow and stuff like that. So no. I'm kind of curious. 
But he's like he's like made of glass. Like he gets injured. He, he was just so prone to getting he injured. He got injured running. Like running to make a tag, he got injured. Oh my fair. god. I mean like, look at Sammy's hand. Not a, hold on, they're not actually doing this spot, are they? Well, it's so transparent. That's a better Irish whip though. Nash was fine with the Irish whips. Is Sid doing the Irish whips? <laughs> Whenever Sid runs to the corner, that's the big boot. Do the leg drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's the Tonka. <laughs> And that's a great way to end your first uh, pay-per-view of a new series, a DQ. DQ finish in the main event. I hate DQs. I hate DQs so much. It's not even like you could be like, nowadays all they can do is do DQs because they've always done these kind of things back then. I just, it, that was just so unbelievably transparent. to get up. Yeah, but it's just it was just so unbelievably transparent. Like they even did like you, you could you shouldn't do a big boot into a jackknife powerbomb, and yet they decided to do that because that's what Hogan would do. The Ragman live on ninety three Q. Q, yeah. I wonder if the Ragman's still doing his uh, radio show. You're listening to the Ragman. Oh, it's Bam Bam Bam's going to save. I should, yeah, I assumed it would be um, assumed it was Michaels. Nope, these. These four are going to have a tag team match at the King of the Ring. Oh, yeah. I'm never used to Bam Bam as a babyface. Because he shouldn't be. No, he and shouldn't. And this is when... And this was soon after he got uh, kicked out of the uh, Millionaire's Club, right? Yep. This is, you know, post-mania where he loses to Lawrence Taylor and all that, so... So Michaels doesn't come back. He's still on vacation. You know? I love how people are like, oh, yeah, he's still the champ. Yeah, of course he fucking is. He didn't lose. Like, he didn't come anywhere close to losing right then. There was no pin or anything. Oh, well, no, he was about to He was about to win quite yeah. clearly. And it's like, and still, oh, yeah, wow, he is still champion. Like, imagine if them being like, and no. And be like, what? <laughs> Diesel wins by DQ and loses the title. <laughs> I bet those two lawyers, if they really were lawyers... We're very happy to be able to go into the back and sit down or just leave the building. Check out catering. Sean's Revenge. Sean's Revenge. Uh, that's Corey. Which, well, uh, what's cornier, that or bread? <laughs> well, okay, then that's that's the kind of cheese that's just good cheese. <laughs> like Riz that's Ramon cheese. cheese right there. <laughs> that's right. And there we get some more pyro. Yep, more money going up the uh, going up the cars either. Man, I should have gone to that day after my birthday, Philly. You missed Mabel being crowned king of the ring, like yeah. It seems, <laughs> it seems like that's right up your alley, Tony. <laughs> I'm sure back then, the little uh, version of me. Was probably like fucking hated the idea, like wow, oh, boo, Mabel, you you jerk, you used to be a good guy, <laughs> like you that kind of thing. Like, what oh, what the fuck is this? What the hell? <laughs> what? Oh my god, is Adam Bomb kind of out again? <laughs> uh, 
This isn't this a new guy debuting, right? This isn't Max Moon, is it? <laughs> Hold on. What? So Saving they... the world? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell. fuck was that? How, why did that end it? That's the most like, that had to be a mistake. That had to be like, let's run the King of the Ring out again. So, and they so ran then, that shit instead. So their marketing gimmick at the time was that they were saving the planet from alien invasion. <laughs> Oh my god! What, what the fuck on... was that? We don't, don't get free shows on the network, but we got that added in there. I'm so glad that they did, though. That's amazing. Yeah, I, know. I mean, that's a, to be fair, it's a good ploy. Ploy. It's like, so you're meant to be saving the world, but I do see any aliens around here. I don't see any aliens around here. <laughs> I, I like that they're like, well, you know, the, the environment's being destroyed and all this, but they have the WWF. Let's let's not destroy their planet. Wow. Oh. oh man, that's a great way to end this too. Uh <laughs> yeah. I hope you all enjoyed it. Obviously, uh if you followed along with this, I don't know how you didn't enjoy at least part of it. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, tell us what you thought. Tell us what you thought about our podcast, you know. Uh I'm always curious to know what people really enjoy about the fan house tables the most, you know, if they really like it when we get like deeper dives into like pro wrestling history or if they like it more when we're just sort of goofing around a little bit. Because uh, we can do both. I mean, it's the type of thing where sometimes it's like, wow, let's watch this really serious thing and let's get into like, you know, this is a different era of this and that. And sometimes it's like, what's up with these aliens? <laughs> Just sort of, you know, um, thumbs up oh, as far right. as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, this is a that great was trip fun. down a memory lane. I mean, obviously, this is not like some pay-per-view of the year type thing, but this is fun to look back on. I enjoyed it. Hey, those last few minutes just made up for the entire rest of the show. <laughs> so, so yeah, thumbs up. If you enjoyed yeah. this a lot and you really want to see some more stuff, check out some uh, previous editions that we've done. Check out the fan tracks as well on uh, Fanboys, by the way. And again, if you want us to do more... Your house, but it was, it was fine for what it was and a lot of fun looking back on it. If you want us to do more of these, uh, I don't know when we would get a chance to, but at some point down the line, if you do, uh, if you donate to the Patreon in particular, do the Pick Your Poison tier, maybe we'll watch In Your House number two or something like that, or another In Your House if it's like, you know, a particularly good or bad one, especially if it's a really bad one. Um, I did most of my plugs, though. I'm going to give these guys a chance to plug some of their stuff, get that uh, out there for you guys to follow. Callum? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Wickmeister14. Check out all the articles on smartcamoment.com, including the weekly stuff, like the power rankings, which is my contribution, but Women's Resting Weekly and the Battle of the Brands and all the other great stuff we've got on there. And hopefully sometime next month, June, if you're listening to this already in June, uh, we'll have something else to plug as well, but stay tuned for that. Rob? Yeah, and for me, you can... Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. You can check out WrestleZone.com and Fightful.com because those are the other two sites I contribute to. And, yeah, just keep supporting Smart Cut Moment and everything we do. Tony? 
Alrighty, everybody. Uh, I did most of the stuff already, but just a recap of some other things coming up in the future. We got the hot tags as the next thing that we're doing. We're going to try to do a dark cast at some point. That'll be on the Patreon. That's an exclusive thing just for that. We're going to do that in sometime. I'm not entirely sure over the next couple of days, hopefully. And then after the hot tags, we're going to get into next week's stuff where we're going to do the predictions for NXT TakeOver in your house. And then next set of hot tags. And then after that, we're going to do the actual pay-per-view post-show of the next in your house. So uh, stay tuned for that kind of stuff. Then we're going to get into backlash. And then we're going to start to get into a couple weeks where we're not entirely sure exactly what we're going to do. It's going to depend a little bit on whether they announce anything with like fighter fest coming up anytime soon or, you know, anything along those lines. And uh, there's a lot of room for some different things that we can do. And one of them is going to be the tier list that you guys have been requesting. We're going to try to do that maybe the week after backlash or so. So stay tuned for that. Eventually we're going to get into the mailbag and then we're going to roll along with the rest of the pay-per-views and the rest of the stuff from June and July and all that, uh, including potentially even starting the sexiest superstars tournament at some point in the next couple weeks or so. And that's not going to be on the, uh, YouTube channel. It's something that doesn't really fly nowadays with the um, algorithm and the monetization policies anymore and stuff like that, but it might be Patreon exclusive or it might just be something that happens up on the website. So anybody who's wondering when that's going to get started, we'll, we'll get you uh, some more information when we can figure it out. But at least for now, that's it. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it as much as uh, we did and we'll see you next time. But for now, this has been another Smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out. Ah!